the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. You as a parent, if you're a parent, as, as part of the legacy that you leave your children, take care of that. Take care of that for them. Get your estate in order. Get a will. Communicate to your children what your plan is, what you want them to have. Take care of that while you're, you're still living. Just like Abraham did. It is going to spare your family. Because even the best families, even the best families fight over that kind of stuff. In today's message, Pastor Dan will share some wisdom that we can learn from Abraham. Abraham lived a long and fulfilling life. And as his life drew to a close, he had a clear plan of what would be given to his children. Abraham had many children, and so he divided up his earthly possessions and gave them to them. There would be no fighting, no legal action. Everyone knew what Abraham gave them. And as parents, we too can have a set plan for what happens after we pass on to make our families' lives a bit easier. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 25 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. going to be in Genesis chapter 25, beginning in verse 1. It says, And Abraham again took a wife, and her name was Keturah, and she bore him Zimran, Jokshan, Medan, Midian, Ishbak, Shua. Jokshan begot Sheba and Dedan. The sons of Dedan were Ashurim, Latushim, and Lamumim. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing these right or not, and you don't know either. <laughs> and the sons of Midian were Ephah, Ephor, Hanak, Abadah, and Elday, and these were the children of Keturah. And Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac. But Abraham gave gifts to the sons of the concubines which Abraham had, and while He was still living. He sent them eastward away from Isaac, his son, to the country of the east. And this is the sum of the years of Abraham's life, which he lived 175 years. And then Abraham breathed his last and he died in a good old age, an old man and full of years and was gathered to his people His sons Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelah, which is before Mamre in the field of Ephron, the son of Zohar, the Hittite, the field which Abraham purchased from the sons of Heth. There Abraham was buried and Sarah, his wife, and it came to pass after the death of Abraham that God blessed his son Isaac 
and Isaac dwelt at Beer Lahayroi. Chapter 25 is, is a uh, transitional uh, chapter. Uh, in this chapter, Abraham passes away, uh, and the focus of the book of Genesis transitions to Isaac and then to, to Jacob. And the reason is because the covenant God made with Abraham was passed to his son Isaac and then to Isaac's sons Jacob. And so Genesis is following the line here from Abraham to Isaac and then to Jacob. Uh, God uh, in the scriptures, he identifies himself as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God uh, of, of Jacob because of the covenant that he made with Abraham, Isaac, and, and Jacob. Uh, and so there's a transition. Abraham passes away, which is kind of hard to believe, isn't it? I mean, we've, we started with Abraham back in chapter 12, however many months ago that was, and we've, we've watched him and his life of faith, and we, we've seen him where he has uh, demonstrated great faith in God, and we've seen where he stumbled in his faith, and times where he blew it, and we, we've kind of gone on this journey with Abraham, and now we come to this point where he passes away. You know, in Ecclesiastes it says, uh, to everything there is a season, a time to be born and a time to die. And, and here it's a, it's a time when Abraham dies. And there's this transition that, that takes place. And transitions like this in life can be very, uh, very difficult, very unsettling for us. But it, it's helpful when we can see the faithfulness of God even in that difficulty, even in that transition, even in, uh, in, in the passing of someone, to still see God being faithful uh, through that. Uh, and that's what we see here uh, with, with Abraham. But before we say goodbye to Abraham, uh, we're told in chapter 25 that Abraham remarries. Uh, Abraham's first wife, Sarah, passed away in chapter 23. And now he takes a second wife named Keturah. Um, Abraham was 137 years old when Sarah died. Uh, and, and, and we know because we're told in the passage that he lives a, another 38 years after Sarah dies. And in that 38 years, he remarries. Uh, so, you know, he, he remarries when he's like 140 years old. Good on you, Abraham, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, don't you love those stories when you hear about like a couple that meets in their 90s and gets married two widows, you know, a widower and a widow. And they, I, I read an article about a couple. Uh, they got married when the wife was 98 and the husband was 94 years old and they got married and they met at a gym. Isn't that, I mean, that's just as amazing. <laughs> To me, the 98, 94, and they're still going to the gym. So here is Abraham. He's, you know, again, he's, he's somewhere north of 137. Uh, and, and he marries again. He marries a woman named Keturah. And her name means perfume. Isn't that nice? I'm, I'm assuming she smelled sweet, you know, but... <laughs> 
And not only does Abraham remarry, we're told here that he has six more sons with his second wife. Amazing. He's having kids. 137 years old, 140 years old, and he has six more sons. Now, if if you remember, uh, Abraham was 100 years old when Sarah gave birth to Isaac. And we looked at this passage back back then. uh, But in Romans chapter 4, we're told that Abraham's body was already dead back when he was 100 years old, meaning that he was not physically able to make a baby with Sarah, and God restored Abraham's ability to make a baby, and he and Sarah had Isaac, and that apparently wasn't just a temporary fix, because now he's got six more sons with his second wife, Keturah. (laughs) In verse 2, we're given the names of the sons of Abraham that he had with, with, with Keturah. And these sons that are mentioned here, and, and some of them, their children are mentioned here, Abraham's grandchildren. These sons would themselves become distinct peoples and, and, and nations. And they settled primarily in the Arabian Peninsula. Uh, So some of the people that are living today in the Arabian Peninsula, places like Saudi Arabia, some of them are descendants of Abraham and Keturah today. Now, a couple names to note in this list here in verse 2. First of all is Midian. Midian. Now, in the book of Exodus, Moses flees from Egypt and he goes to Midian. And he lives in Midian for 40 years. And it's there that he takes a wife. And he works for his father-in-law Jethro. uh, As a shepherd. And Jethro is a Midianite. Moses' wife is a Midianite. And and, and so, you know. Moses and Jethro are distant cousins through, through Abraham. Uh, and, and as I said, Moses lived in Midian for 40 years before returning to Egypt to lead the Hebrew people out of their captivity uh, in, in the Exodus. Also mentioned in verse 2 is Shua. Shua was the home of the shortest man in the Bible. Bildad the Shuhite uh, is, a, is from the family of Shua. Some of that joke went way over your head. It's going to click at lunch. You'll be sitting eating a sandwich. And you're going to say, wait, Bildad the Shuhite, the shortest man in the Bible. I get it. But Bildad the Shuhite is mentioned in Job chapter 2, verse verse 11. Now, the the reason this list is given for us here, as we're, we're coming to the end of Abraham's life, you know, and looking at... His life here and the reason this list of Abraham's sons by Keturah and his grandsons is given for us is is it's telling us this because it's a fulfillment of one of the promises God made to Abraham back in chapter 17 verse 4. If you're taking notes back there, chapter 17 verse 4, God promised to make Abraham the father of many nations, not just the Hebrew people. 
but the father of, of many nations. And so here we are at the end of Abraham's life. Abraham passes away. And we're reminded that God kept his word to Abraham. That God was faithful to his promises with Abraham. You know, again, if, you know, if we were at a memorial service for Abraham, you know, this is something that would bring great comfort to us during a difficult time to know that God, God was faithful to him. God kept his promises. God kept his word. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. Now, verse 5, look at verse 5 again. Verse 5 is an important verse. Verse 5 tells us that Abraham gave all that he had to his son Isaac. He gave all that he had to his son Isaac. Isaac was the son of promise. Isaac was the son of the covenant with God. Genesis 21 verse 12, God said, in Isaac, your seed shall be called. So Isaac became the heir of all things. And Abraham, knowing that, knowing that all of the promises would come through Isaac, Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac. By the way, our father in heaven has given all that he has to his son, Jesus Christ. He's given all things to Jesus. Jesus is the heir of all things. And then it goes on to tell us, but Abraham, verse 6, gave gifts to the sons of the concubines, which Abraham had. And while he was still living, he sent them eastward away from Isaac, his son, to the country of, of the east. So Abraham, uh, he knows that Isaac is the son of promise. He knows that the covenant is with Isaac. He knows that in Isaac, his seed shall be called. And we know that that seed that will come from Abraham through Isaac and Jacob, that seed is Jesus Christ. That's the promised seed, the savior of the world that will come. Abraham knows that. And we're told in verse 6 that he gave each of his other sons a, a one-time gift. You know, like a parting gift on a, on a game show. You know, rice here you go. This is for you. Thanks for participating. Uh, and, and he gives them a one-time gift instead of an ongoing inheritance like land. Right? Which would be the typical... Uh, inheritance that they would receive as sons. He gives them just a parting gift. Um, and I'm sure, you know, Abraham was very wealthy. We know that. It was probably, a, you know, a, a large gift to each of these sons, probably more than a box of rice a uh, And then 
He sent them all away from Isaac, his son. It says, sending them eastward, we know, to, uh, to Arabia, to the Arabian Peninsula. Now, why does Abraham do this? Because Isaac was the son of the covenant, and Isaac is the one who will inherit the promised land, all of the land that was promised to Abraham, not any of these other brothers. And so he sent his other sons far, far away from the promised land, And notice, I want you to note this on just a practical level here. He did this while he was still living. He he gives them what he's going to give them as an inheritance. And he sends them far, far away from Isaac. And he does this while he's still living. So that there would not be any disputes over the dividing of the inheritance after Abraham dies. So that there'll be no question among the children, about what Abraham wanted each son to receive. So that none of the other sons can make a claim to the promised land after Abraham dies. And, and, I, and I want you to note here that he handled this while he was still uh, uh, alive. And, and just let me just say, just on a practical level, there's a lot of wisdom in this. There's a lot of wisdom in getting your estate in order while you're still alive. Getting a will and and clearly communicating to your children if they are of an age, you know, an adult, that you can communicate to them what your will is for their inheritance. And making those arrangements while you're still living will help to avoid conflict in your family after you die. Abraham's family will not fight over who gets what. Because Abraham very clearly spelled it all out for everyone while he was still living. Abraham took care of it so that everyone would know. All of his kids know. Most often, parents don't have a will. They don't have a clear plan of how they want their estate divided up among their children. And then they die. And, and, and a lot of, a lot of uh, adults think, well, you know, well, just the kids will just divide it up. They'll, they'll just decide who gets what. And especially when you have a lot of kids in the mix, like Abraham here, and then they, then they die, and, and then these disputes arise among the children. And here's, here's what happens. <laughs> You'll have one of the kids say something like, well, mom told me, mom told me I could have her engagement ring after she dies. Well, mom didn't tell us. And why should you get it? And then you, you, get, you get this conflict. And you, well, it's not fair that you get mom's engagement ring, and it's not fair that you you get the china, and it's not. I, and mom promised me, dad promised that, you know, and and feelings get hurt, and family members stop speaking to each other, or worse, they get a lawyer. I'll sue. I'm going to sue over the porcelain figurines. You know, you're not going to get them. And, and in all seriousness, it leaves a great big mess. 
It leaves a great big mess. You as a parent, if you're a parent, as, as part of the legacy that you leave your children, take care of that. Take care of that for them. Get your estate in order. Get a will. Communicate to your children what your plan is, what you want them to have. Take care of that while you're, you're still living. Just like Abraham did. It is going to spare your family. Because even the best families, even the best families fight over that kind of stuff. You know, a parent has died. There's a lot of emotion involved. You know, there's sibling history involved. All of that stuff just comes out with the nicest of families that love each other. And people end up dividing over stupid stuff. You know? So just take care of that for your for your children's sake. It's just part of your, your legacy. If you don't have those things in order, make that your New Year's resolution. I'm just going to get things in order and I'm going to go through it with my kids so that everybody knows who's getting what and so there's no, no, no dispute after we die, you know, kind of thing. And oh, by the way, if you notice with Abraham, uh, you don't have to divide your stuff up evenly with your kids. He didn't. You can divide it up however you want. That's, that's just extra information for you. I'm just adding that on there. But Isaac got all the property, all of it. The brothers just got a, you know, a check. And that's it. So, verse 7. So this is the sum of the years of Abraham's life which he lived. 175 years. And look what it says in verse 8. And Abraham breathed his last. Something all of us will experience one day. And he died in a good old age, an old man and full of years and was gathered to his people. And so Abraham passes away. He passes off the scene. Again, we've, we've been walking with Abraham, following Abraham here since chapter 12. And now he comes to the end of his life. He breathes his last breath. And it says he died in a good old age. He dies as an old man. This is a fulfillment of God's promise to Abraham in Genesis 15, 15. Where God said that Abraham would be buried at a good old age. And again, even during this, this, this sad occasion when Abraham passes, even in it, uh, we can see God's faithfulness. We can see that God kept his word, that Abraham did die at a good old age, just as God said he, he would. God kept his word to Abraham, even down to the smallest detail. You know, Jesus said not one jot or tittle of the, of the law of God will pass away but all of it will be fulfilled, even down to the smallest detail. And here, you know, Abraham died at a good old age, just as God said he would. God remembered that promise that he would make, make that he made. You know, we may not remember that promise, but God remembered that promise and God kept that promise. And then notice it says that Abraham died full of, of years. Now, it, it says that he died in a good old age. It says that he was an old man. And that he was full of years. Saying that he was full of years is not just a third way to say that he was old when he died. 
when it says that he died full of years, that means he lived a full life. That he lived a satisfying life. That his years were full. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Genesis. Although some might view Genesis simply as a historical account of genealogies, the undercurrent throughout this book entails a broader understanding of God's nature toward His people. You're introduced to God's care and concern for His creation, how sin stained what God had created, and what God intended to do to atone for the sin that overshadowed the world altogether. God's plan included a Savior that would envelop His creation in love and sacrifice that might seem incomprehensible to the average person. But God's ways are higher than anything that we as humans can understand. Yet He chose to come to our level anyway. That's a Creator God who's invested for the long haul. If anything about today's message has struck a chord with you, we'd like to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. If you're not connected yet with a local church, we highly encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your growing faith. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Dan will have more to share from the book of Genesis next time, right here on Ring of Truth. Recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know his voice and it only takes willingness and a conscious choice. You need not guess there's a ring of truth that is unmistakable. And knowing that you cannot find alone. And if you listen carefully and sometimes even if you don't, you can hear Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.